Origins of is a podcast about ancient wisdom, crazy myths, everyday objects, and the overall creativity and innovation of mankind. Join Jesse and Olivia as we delve into the why behind everyday origins. I'm Jesse and I'm Olivia, and we are here with our first episode of 2018. 2018 here, and we are going to be covering tattoos and piercings because. All of you have new resolutions to go out and get lots of new tattoos and piercings, right? Right. I mean, I do. I actually kind of do have one where I don't know if you noticed this because it's so subtle, but I started wearing um, studs in my ears again. Oh. Because I'm super, like, I can't keep up with things. I keep losing them and, like, I sleep on them weird. And so I'm I'm super bad about it. So I made a resolution to myself. I was like, okay, if I can wear these studs for the rest of the year instead of getting a a new tattoo, because they're kind of addictive and I really want another one. It's tattoos um, are very addictive. Yeah. Instead of getting a new tattoo, I was going to get a crazy ear piercing, but I can't even keep up with what's already in my ears. I've already lost one set that I got on Amazon and I've already had to replace the backs of them. I don't, I don't know. So yeah, I'm the same way. I have three holes in my regular, um, ear lobe, (laughs) you know, (laughs) the part of the bottom of your ear. And I can barely even keep enough earrings around to have those to put to use them and then I used to have more in my cartilage and they were just too much work and very stressful so um that's oh my yeah so we're going to toss this up in the site um but we have a chart that was all over the place of actual names of of ear piercings so Mm -hmm. I'm not going first Jesse's actually going first but throughout the rest of the episode we can kind of refer to the actual chart of names of ear piercings so that we're not just like uh-huh. The one that goes over your weird part of your ear. I only have the basic bottom. Well, bottom I apparently ones. have one helix. One I didn't helix. Know the name of it, but it was up. <laughs> it's right up. There the, you go. On the edge, kind of right by the base of my ear. Uh, yeah, the, uh, that's the only one that's kind of considered weird, I guess you would yeah. say, that's 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 left. Yeah. Um, in college, I had nose and eyebrow at different <gasps> times, not at the same time. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I have a little scar on my, <laughs> on my so good. eyebrow um, from it. And I it, love that. It got it got to have a little bump on it, I think, just mm. because it had been um, bumped too many times Ow. Um, just Ugh. by life slash people who had cut my hand, grab it with a comb. And it, that was really painful. Yeah. So, anyway, um, a time in your life, right? Ooh. It's great. So I guess we should talk about tattoos also. We're going to talk about tattoos. Yeah. All right. I have three. I feel like we should tell our audience about hmm. our personal. No. <laughs> Do you guys want to know about our tattoos and piercings? We already told you about our piercings. Yeah, so. I have three. Yeah. You have I way more than me. I think you have like eight, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have eight. Surprise to all family members that did not know. <laughs> I think most the of them know. Number of tattoos. Yeah. I'm pretty clear about it. Yeah. I have eight. Uh, my grandma this um, Thanksgiving, because we were recording this um, before Christmas, but my grandma just discovered about one of my wrists. So my grandma now knows about two of the three <laughs> and she was not happy. She was like, yeah. why do you do that? To Fortunately, I am. I have a brother who has way more tattoos than me. And so he got to trailblaze. Um, mm. Even though he's younger than me, he got to trailblaze <laughs> with our family. And so once they were cool with his, I was like, hey, I also have these. By the way. Great. Yeah. Cool. Which it's really funny that my grandma doesn't like them because they're very old. I Mm -hmm. mean, tattoos and piercings in general are like super crazy old. I'm going to sailors have them. I'm going to talk about why. Um, (laughs) Take it away. I'm excited to hear that way. (gasps) That's really cool. I'm really excited to hear it because it's been such common practice since like the beginning of time. Like, why does my grandma get her feathers in a bunch over tattoos? I mean, they're literally all over the world. So. I will tell you. I hope that I can do this. I hope that I can do this justice. There's tons more research I could have done. I mean, I I did uh, the normal amount I do for this project, and this is actually a great subject that is well documented by historians and anthropologists. So this was very exciting to actually be able to dig into some scholarly articles Yay. and learn things. And um, I know this could be a lot longer, but I'm going to try to make it really concise concise. and tell you guys the origins version. All right, cool. So I can first tell you that, uh, there is a definitive dude who is documented as like the (laughs) oldest tattoos that we have on record and multiple historical, uh, historians and anthropologists have, have proven, um, that he is our oldest evidence of tattoos. Yay. And he is dated at, 
3500 BC to 3100 BC. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's about where Pearson's yeah. is at. So, um, and so that's what that's a 400-year range. So he's falling sometime within those 400 years, and he is actually European. He died in the Alps. <gasps> Sorry, my piercings guy died in the Alps too. So weird. It's really weird. The okay, Alps were like the cool. place for this. Well, you know why? It's because the snow and cold yes. preserved their bodies. Yeah. So we have really cool. We have actual evidence um, of their. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what my his oh, name's awesome. not Otzi, is it? It's not the same it guy. It is Otzi. Oh my god, we have the same guy. That's <laughs> it's so weird that in all my research, no one said, Oh, he also had piercings. He didn't have he had pierced earlobes, but no earrings in them. Okay, well, can I show you this um graph that we'll put on the website? Um, but there is this is him. Look at his yeah. um his markings. Those are the sites of his tattoos. Oh my gosh. We'll obviously share this on the website, but there's a up. picture of sort of a 61 body uh, and all of his tattoos so i'm gonna get into um what otzi had oh man you're overlapping (laughs) (laughs) um and that's the fun thing about this podcast right i didn't know research on piercing so i have no idea otzi was a regular hipster back in well apparently he was a chieftain uh or herder in copper age europe and because his body was so preserved, we have this evidence of what they call, and I'll get into this a little bit, early medicine, right? Because he was covered in more than 50 tattoos. You just said 61 yeah. on this chart. Um, in lines, um, lines and crosses. So all of his tattoos were just like a line or a cross. So he didn't have any sweet dragons Indicate. or anything? He did not have like a Celtic <laughs> cross <like laughs> symbol. Okay, uh, lines and crosses, and they were made up of small incisions in his skin, Ooh. into which charcoal was rubbed. Oh, so and I and I oh I meant to write down the list of all the different types of tra- traditional tattoos, but it didn't feel very origins-y necessarily. Yeah. You can go look it up if you want to, but there's all different ways that they can do tattooing. The one that's most common today is with the machine, but there's lots of ways you can hand tap and hand cut tattoos that all sound extremely painful. Um, And and this was one of his. But, I mean, what this really points to um, is its use for medicinal purposes because this probably wasn't for anything visually appealing. Hmm. And the second piece of evidence towards that is because of where they were located. They were on his ankles, wrists, knees, and other areas that are thought to where there's lots of wear and tear. And they think it was for therapeutic reasons. So it would offer him if he had like rheumatism or some type of pain there or arthritis that you could, you were cutting in and it was um, a form of therapy, a form of medication to this part that that hurt him. And there is even more well evidence that that was the case because these are also, um, they align with acupuncture points on the body. Mm. God, so smart. So an acupuncture, like this this guy is older than acupuncture Oopsie. is. Ootsie. Yeah. So, so that's really cool that even 2,000 years later when they were developing acupuncture in China, it, ha- it followed arguably the same positions on his body that he was that these tattoos were mm-hmm. going on him, which yeah, is really he cool. was. Uh, I think it's important to note here too. You, like you guys should all look Otzi up because he was hella preserved. I mean, I saw the pictures. Yeah, and, like, it's really he, You can see like the definition of his face and s- still some skin, like from five thousand years ago. Yeah, and just so we're clear. Yeah, yeah, and there was stuff in his stomach. I don't know if you've read that far. I, I went on a whole tangent. I was like, I love this. I need to know all about oh, it. Oh, that's so cool. They found stuff in his intestines and in his stomach. So like they knew like what he was eating, the lifestyle he had. What they an knew awesome discovery. So much. Yeah, it was huge. And it was 1991. It was the early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like this, this giant revolution because like he had tools on him. He had clothing on him. He had the tattoos, a piercing. Like they were like, wow. dang, this is a huge discovery on what. So we don't even really need to embalm people. We just need to freeze them, it seems like, if we want to have the future wants to know what the past was like. (laughs) He was hella frozen. Dang, Um, that's super mm -hmm. cool. Uh, So that's why we can see the tattoo, though. I just wanted to know, like, if people are imagining, like, a a mummy or a skull. No, he was really, it's almost like a woolly mammoth, like, if you imagine the discovery. He's considered a mummy because he was so... Preserve, yeah, yeah pre- still mommy. there, yeah. Ice mommy. Okay, yeah. So that's um, 
that's Utzi, but really what this points to too, and there's a lot larger, he's, he's the oldest documented, mm-hmm. right? But there are many old documented ones that go from his era and then to, into the, you know, from prehistory, his sort of time period on, right? Right. Uh, including Egypt, Japan, Lapita from Oceania, um, Central and Southeast Europe, Peru, Mexico, the United States, or what is North America, the Philippines. Um, it goes on and on and on. Yeah. So um, it is a pan-human phenomenon and one of the oldest forms of human expression. So um, if you think about it, it's just um, this way of of marking our bodies that, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you don't even have a tool to write or paper hasn't been invented, mm-hmm. you can put something on your body. That's permanent uh, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. express yourself, not like paint. Exactly. It's an actual way to say this is my exactly. identity. Mm-hmm. And so historian Ira Dye says, quote, tattooing is a human activity that is as old as the human race itself. Anthropologists who have studied the subject place the origins of tattooing at some time in the Paleolithic prehistory before the widespread dispersal of man. So wow. even though Etsy is our oldest prove um really anthropologists have who've studied it have said well they could have even been doing this before they even would have called it anything right Mm -hmm. or that we even have evidence for um but that it's um yeah so prehistory uh and experts also believe that tattooing spread among early human culture when we were still not even dispersed across the world um rather than emerging later on spontaneously in cultures once we were more spread out. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like if you think about um, dragons, throw back <laughs> way back to our first episode, first episode. where dragons somehow um, became part of the lore across cultures, even after we had widely spread out and they weren't talking to each other. This is almost an origin that they believe is the opposite, where it's been done for so long that it really comes from like the first clan. Wow. Right? Of, mankind and then it became part of a tradition as we spread out it's really deep which is really crazy um and then it is um this is also the reason they believe this is because of similarities in the ceremonial practices so recent published research argues that tattooing had at least three function uh, functions in antiquity one being self-decoration um, a practice associated with less advanced barbarians. That's a quote. Less will, advanced barbarians. Yes. And I will definitely talk about it because that's one of the reasons that's quote unquote civilized people hmm. started to look down on tattoos. Oh, okay. Right? That makes sense. So we're going to get there. Um, but just because even if you think of now groups like, okay, you take the Tahitians in Polynesia, which I'll talk about in a little bit, you know, okay, if you see them and they're foreign, their traditions of tattooing look kind of crazy and out there. And even though today an anthropologist can respect that as a very ongoing tradition, definitely these early people who were coming from other parts of the world would say, uh, yeah, these people are barbarians and clearly are doing really strange things to their bodies that we can't get behind. Like civilized people Mm -hmm. wouldn't do that. Yeah. That's kind of the, yes, the brunt of where that social, taboo comes from so i'll talk more about that but it's yeah that's it makes sense when you think about it Mm -hmm. um so that was one of the reasons right the self-decoration second would be for religious purpose and that could even be um especially prevalent in the um eastern peoples such as egyptians and syrians um and i'll get slightly into why you know but for religious significance and then thirdly and most importantly a punitive purpose so first among Persians, then passed on to Greeks, and then further later on to the Romans. So marking someone as a form of punishment. Hmm. So yeah. you'll, um, I feel like it's it's pretty known, but people would brand criminals so that yeah. you always knew who was a criminal. And so then they eventually switched from branding to tattooing. Hmm. So those are the three reasons in antiquity that you might have a tattoo. Um, though if we go back to Utsi, another really important reason um, is the medicinal yeah, purposes. Mm-hmm. And really that also goes into ceremonial a little bit too because there are lots of people who would say, you know, okay, well, if you have um, – like if you lost a, a parent or you birth a child, it, it's sort of a mark of this mm-hmm. experience that's happened to you. And so that can also be – you know, there's lots of different things that fall into ceremonial purposes, I think, but health reasons absolutely is another, um, 
main purpose. And that comes from other, some other sources as well, including another podcast, <laughs> um, the Sawbones podcast. There's an episode all on the medicinal purposes behind tattoos, hmm. um, which is really fascinating. And I'll talk a little bit about that as well. Um, but did you know the Greek word um, for the mark made by tattooing is, was stigma. I didn't know that. So what's cool about that is that literally today the word stigma is something what? carrying a negative connotation. And that has that connotation has stuck with that word. That's crazy. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. So that's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. It is a really weird thing because mm-hmm. there's definitely a stigma around tattoos. But and really, when you say a stigma around tattoos, you're saying there's a tattoo around a tattoo. Like, <laughs> well, if you're going to use the old version of the Greek word, yes. Um, but that is also why it came to mean because I mentioned the Greeks. Yeah. Um, in classical times, they would use the, um, they considered the practice degrading, but used the process what? to permanently mark criminals and slaves who were a flight risk. So that's crazy. Hence the word stigma was going to come out because they were, you know. Yeah. In it, means that's crazy because i'm gonna hint ahead that they still liked piercings like they're in my piercing research so it's like why did you think that tattooing was bad but that's so weird putting pretty objects in your body is not i mean i guess there's a a huge difference there but still marking up your body in a certain way we'll get there they they got funky they got funky in greek and roman oh i'm interested i'm interested to know about that i feel like i don't know about that yeah um so another really really famous group of people to adopt the tattoo are sailors oh yes and you made mention to this i can't remember if it was Mm -hmm. before we started recording or when we first uh hit record but you mentioned um see yeah people at sea so yes people at sea for sure because they are also pierced up yes so there is um there are a couple of reasons that they play a big part in tattooing in history and one of the main arguments from some of the articles that I read is sort of this back and forth between uh, tattoos existed really long time, a really long time ago for all these various reasons. And then they sort of, there's, there's a split between who believes that um, sailors and some of these people who were discovering quote unquote, these mm-hmm. Island peoples or these yeah. um, sort of indigenous groups who were still doing these handmade tattoos and then adopting them and sort of dis- yeah. rediscovering them. Um, that makes sense, I think. Versus, but there's also evidence to show that they've uh, that they had tattooing in quote unquote civilized societies in Europe hmm. and stuff. It just wasn't very popular, and that then the adoption of it by people who were sailors and people who were on the high seas and interacting with some of these other groups brought it back to popularity. And so to me, it's kind of a non-argument because either way, it just kind of wasn't very well-known and then became more well-known. Doesn't, I mean, it's sort of like if something's not been cool for a hundred years and then someone starts (laughs) wearing it and then it becomes cool again. It's not that they discovered it, you know, they maybe should just get credit for bringing it back into the popular Mm -hmm. culture. And I think that's really what the sailors did. And it makes sense. It was so obvious to me once you read it, you're like, oh, well, that would make sense because they were out seeing some of these people. They land in Tahiti or in New Zealand. get a tattoo. And they see that these people are doing this (laughs) and they get a tattoo from, yeah, which Mm -hmm. is, which is cool. Yeah. So um, they play a really big part in the evolution of tattooing because they sort of brought it back into the forefront after it being for thousands of years, really only the, you know, used for punishment and as a punitive yeah. measure. And if it was being used in Europe, it was for that. Man, sailors were so hip and cool. They were, and yeah. probably just drunk all the time. <laughs> probably, yes. But uh, you imagine sailors yeah. has been like rugged and, I don't know, worldly. So they come back with tattoos and it's know. almost like. It's probably uh, a really crappy life though. Yeah. It's well, probably really. I mean, just like uh, you'd be. You're, see all the time you're probably really dirty and you don't you can't really have a family <laughs> and you probably get sick a lot and that's true expose the different all diseases the disease, but just, the open water and that's true i, I mean, mean it has sailors like for me romance and the and money appeal to it for sure but uh so yeah seafarers are um a, a big part of this story including captain cook so captain cook uh, had his his pretty famous journeys in 1769/1770 um, when he went to Tahiti and New Zealand these par- portions of Polynesia 
And that is where we get the word tattoo, right? So, so there's a couple things. Hmm. He brings back that word and it gets adopted into the uh, culture or oh. into the English language. So before that, it was actually a lot of times, if there's any documentation of sailors' uh, tattoos, they would call them sailors' marks. Sailors' marks. <laughs> uh-huh, because there wasn't really a word for it, um, which is kind of crazy. So there were um, these Siemens Protection Certificate applications what? that the government would process <laughs> for whatever reason. The reason is not important. I didn't look into why. But there, w- but the point is there are these documents that exist where the clerks who were filling out the application for this seaman to get his protections, um, they would sketch his tattoos in the application. So this is another thing that I'm going to be putting on our posts for the website is um, there's a little collection of some of these pulled oh, from neat. the applications of these very early um, Siemens tattoos, um, which is really cool uh, that they would take the time to do it. And they're all, you can see when you look at it, they're like tiny, they're line drawings. They're very simple, blue, black, or sometimes red ink. And they're just things like an initial or a, a very simple crude cross or two letters together or a little anchor, right? Yeah. So think about oh, those. I love the anchor. So that's really, <laughs> they're really simple. Um, but how cool that they, the, these clerks were writing this down once again, yeah, our, our government really documents tend to be a very, very long lasting method of documenting what was happening. And so, um, we really have, um, cook in particular, to, to blame, to credit for bringing the word tattoo in, because mm. as I mentioned before that, they were really just called sailor's marks, which is strange and cool. But if you think about it, someone had to come up with a word for what this was. Right. Um, and so tattoo comes from the um, Polynesian word tatau, oh. T-A space T-A-U. Cool. Which is um, to write. Mm. Okay. So that's really what it means. And he... Um, start. He reported on it in his little report from this journey, and then the word sort of got added into the gotcha a language for these marks on our bodies. Um, the second reason that um, so I, I mentioned Captain Cook for the word itself and for bringing notoriety back into the to the practice of tattooing that this was happening in indigenous cultures that they were interacting with and then sail- that sailors sailors really started getting them um, after seeing um, their faces marked or tattooed in black. Um, and the, the this goes back to what I was saying, the argument among historians of like, well, they didn't really bring it back. It was always, you know, a, a fashion, you know, and there's a lot of evidence that by the time the mutiny on the bounty, that famous mm-hmm. mutiny happened, there were lots of sailors on that that were documented as already having tattoos. So they would have been around the same time, meaning Cook wasn't the first person to really, you know, this was already happening. But if you go back to, you know, being a historian or anthropologist, we have to really set a time when we knew mm-hmm. it was happening. And that seems to be around the time that tattoos are really coming back into the, hmm. the popular culture. Interesting. Among sailors. <laughs> um, so as I mentioned about uh, sailors is that a lot of them were British or American. So they're actually starts to become a pretty important that, you know, tattooing starts to become a part of the culture of Mm -hmm. British and American sailors. Um, And specifically in 1717 is when the British army ceased branding officers and started, um, started, excuse me, started ceased branding offenders Mm. and started tattooing them instead. Okay. Um, And that is well before Cook's report um, was Mm. mentioned was about 16, 1769, 1770. So this is a full, 50 odd years before that, that they're using tattooing to mark criminals and offenders. So that's like I was saying, evidence that, um, this was, this was being used in Europe as well as in indigenous cultures. However, that gets a little bit into why it starts to get this stigma, Hmm. if you will, because it's bad guys, Um, because it's bad guys. And that also plays into more modern, um, even in the 20th century and cause I would say tattoo, like tattoos today aren't perceived necessarily as, as scandalous. Oh, depending on your generation, I would sure. say. Cause grandma, sure. 
Grandma Browning still. But think about <laughs> if your grandmother had gotten a tattoo when she was young, her parents, you know, mm-hmm. I would call it the, tw- the 20th century is sort of that turning point mm-hmm. because, um, because of its affiliation with criminals and also with gangs. Mm. So it was sort of, it existed very much on the fringe. And mm-hmm. also because before there were modern tattoo machines, there were only so many people who knew how to do this. It was pretty dangerous. It was pretty unsanitary. They might look pretty crappy. So, <laughs> you know, it wasn't um, necessarily going to be a very popular widespread thing. You might see a tattoo, but it, they were definitely on the fringes of society. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's sort of where they get their bad rap, even though they're really very old and um, modern society, meaning the last mm-hmm. 100, 200 years, wouldn't have seen them as for the same ceremonial purposes. Right. Um, they might have seen them for religious, but it really meant to more mark a person as being maybe part of, they'd either been a criminal or maybe they now they're part of a gang that starts to take hmm. place. Right. That makes sense. Um, which gets into a little bit of the why we do it. So um, the leading known expert on tattoos, Lars Krutak, um, has studied them in indigenous groups, and Mm. he's basically the leading anthropologist on the subject. Interesting. Um, They mention him a lot also in the Sawbones episode of the podcast. Interesting job about career tattoos. Um, Yeah. (laughs) What what fun. I'm the leading anthropologist. And because of his role, he has all, he's gotten all the styles of tattoos. Like he's (gasps) gotten the hand tapped one and like various forms the one where they cut you and they make a scar oh, and then they nah. rub the ink into the scar and yeah he's he has all of them i try a bunch but i don't know if crazy. i would do that one um but he calls them uh tattoos are, are visual cues across indigenous groups all over the planet um they're symbols to decipher their histories religions family designs clan patterns if you know how to read it so Notice they are they were not in a lot of these indigenous groups considered an art form like we consider them an art form mm-hmm. in the culture today. Yeah, um, you know, some you might even compliment someone by saying, "Oh, I like your art," you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of our context, what we think of, they're definitely considered um, more of a mark for ceremonial or. Right you're standing in the community or something that happened to your family or identifying your clan, yeah. which goes back to maybe why you would as a gang say, okay, now I have this tattoo. Um, think of Harry Potter. They get the dark mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you're a death eater. Um, so good yeah, so, that was a good example. It, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> They're basically a gang, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. A gang being defined as what a group of, people really but well no i yeah. was kind of meaning the more formal organizations yeah, yeah. No, they that are. have sort of, that are sort Bad. of a crime Bad yeah folks. and by the way i'm not making light of gang violence which no, is extremely no. bad but the interesting thing about tattoos like they would sometimes mark a community recognized um accomplishment so then something you did that might raise your rank in society but another cool thing that they mentioned um crew tag mentions is the tattoos to mark life events in these indigenous cultures, they might mark the birth of a child, death of a parent, things, quote, ushering you from one mode of existence yeah. to the next. That's neat. And that is definitely still a reason that people get tattoos, right? Yes. Is to commemorate a loved one or mark in, an mm-hmm. event in their life that they want to have memorialized on yeah, their body. Absolutely. So that's absolutely a reason that they still happen. Um, you know who that reminds me of? What? Um, have you who? seen, you've seen the Disney movie Moana? Yeah, it came up a little bit in some yes. of my research because they um, talk about it. The Rock, his character in that, spoiler alert. It's not really a spoiler. It's in the it, trailer. I mean, you can pretty much see yeah. all over his body <laughs> that he has tattoos. So The Rock is actually from, oh gosh, I should have researched this first before talking. He's like Polynesian or he's one of those yeah. like island tribes. Yeah. Um, so he actually has tattoos that mean things to him that aren't just like, I'm cool a muscle that, yeah, yeah, he actually has oh, like awesome. thoughtful markings. But his character in um, Moana, his tattoos move and they tell stories on the guy's That's body. Amazing. They all dance. I've and never like, seen Moana. I need oh, to see it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I forget yeah. what the actual God's name is. Maui. Maui. The, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like he'll like flex and then on his back, like it'll zoom in and like the little story will be told in the tattoos oh, on his delightful. back. Mm-hmm. And he's got one little miniature version of himself that is tattooed on him and he like moves around and like, he's like a little angel on his shoulder, except 
on his shoulder uh, <sighs> as like a tattoo. Yeah, it's really That's cool. That's really cute. But I mean, like you're saying that that is a um, not an American thing that Correct. is Hawaii like that is those islands like the tra- those yeah. um Polynesian kind of Hawaiian yeah. islands like that is where they do it because of that's their culture and it's not really what we do absolutely um so it's a great absolutely. it was a good movie and then I need to see that for sure <laughs> and another reason that goes into the um into in the indigenous cultural groups too um for getting a tattoo would be um as a talisman to ward off evil spirits yeah so maybe really that's too. even something I don't Again, mm-hmm. not having seen Moana, but maybe it's like, you know, you might there there are reasons. I did see in one source that it could have even been like if someone died in your life, you might get a tattoo so that they don't haunt you. <laughs> okay. Right. So it's like this sense of like, okay, well, maybe I'm in danger from this evil spirit and by getting a tattoo, um, I can help to ward off that spirit. Yeah. And then these would again be like very simple things. Like if you see the the tattoos, if you look them up of the women and they're on their neck or their chin mm. and they have the, just those lines going from their mouth down to their neck. Hmm. Um, these would be very simple markings of ink. These are not things like, you know, a heart <laughs> with an arrow <laughs> through it or, yeah. you know, these would, these are going to look very tribal because they are tribal. You know, that's, mm-hmm the reasons tattoos can look that way is because of their history in of from you know yeah. indigenous groups or even their history of say um sailors going back to them like if you think about those classic you know the heart the anchor the mom the you know the the pinup girl all those definitely come go from those yeah the pin-up. kind of oh, early yeah. you know yeah. think about having a sailor having that on his arm that's yeah very classic um, yeah, and then I mentioned earlier the medicinal purposes because for sure those um, markings on Utsu lining up with Otsi. acupuncture. Utsi. <laughs> Utsi. Utsu. I thought it was Otsi, and then my boyfriend was looking over my shoulder there's a and he was double like, o. oh, the double dots on the yeah. O makes it sound like uh. And I was like, oh, okay, get Utsi. out of my seat. Get out of here. It is Utsi. That's really cool. Utsi. Yeah. Uh, but the medicinal, I mean, there's there's definitely yeah. historical evidence that he was not just getting those to look like a badass, uh, the OG hipster. He was getting <laughs> them for hopefully relief from whatever yeah, was ailing his ankles and his elbows and his knees. Um, and so there's a lot of evidence for it being a relief. It must well. work because you wouldn't do it like... Let's say you well, get your first getting one. Them clearly. Right, right. Like he's got multiple he ones continued. on his, his, uh, his mm-hmm. shoulder or his um, ankle. I, mean, yeah. I guess unless you got them all at the same time. Like no. unless he went to like a like a medicine person just like laid down and was like, cure all of me. And then Maybe. Got them all. <laughs> I guess we can't know that. But, but I guess, yeah, you would assume that he got them at different times because they continued working, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Why or don't that we it, do that? Or that it might just be something that, yeah, went... You know, mm-hmm. maybe it wore off over time, so you'd have to yeah. go back for another application. Yeah, of it, that and that's sense. basically the origins of tattoos. There's yeah. so much more I could go into, oh, but I really sense. wanted to stick to sort of the original whys and the original wheres and whos because that's really what this podcast is about. Yeah. I could go into all the history of tattooing, but that's mm-hmm. no, there's it's, it's, so much, guys. The origins of is like, why do we do it? Like, why do yeah. I have a tattoo on my ankle? And it's because of sailors, most likely. It's because they brought that over to America and it's, you know, all the pretty uh-huh. designs and it became an art form. And then I would think the availability of machines, like you were Absolutely. saying, like, because um, I don't know if I would go get a stick and have Just someone like poke that into me, but I like yeah. that mine are pretty and... Yeah. And that's, and that's another reason we, you know, reason that we benefit from technology because they've evolved the, you know, the, the, Mm -hmm. their ability to do more complex designs and things like that, but really stems from the fact that this was already very resonant in the culture, even if it spent a lot of, lot of years on the fringe, Mm -hmm. Uh, because really there was a long time in European society when you would be shunned. It was definitely associated with lower classes. Yeah, it all comes into and play with culture. Quote unquote, and uncivilized people, which is that whole debate, you know. Civilized versus uncivilized is only depending on who you're asking. <laughs> so that's really true. That was a nice quote. You're right. What I consider civilized is different than You mean like what said. I just said yeah. is a quote? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's that's something nice. you spend a lot of time studying in, in history because yeah. history is literally because of someone who wrote it down versus the people who couldn't. Right. Hey, 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 actually, I think that your culture is super weird. Right. I just didn't write it down in a document that got, you know, Mm -hmm. sent out to uh, 
yeah. libraries. Who's so. to say what's weird? I yeah. mean, I think all face tattoos are weird, but some people don't. I mean, right? Well, and that's the thing. There's all these tribal women in these yeah. pictures if you start getting into the history and they just have face tattoos. And that seems very extreme to me. But I mean, if that's your part of your culture to them, it doesn't oh, seem man. extreme at all. So tell me about tattoos. Um, I mean, piercings. <laughs> so tell me about well, piercings. Um, Piercings are interesting because, first of all, on the internet, there's not a lot of research on them, which hmm. I was like, ah, like where, where is the good, like substantial, like meaty, um, actual research on it? Yeah. And I, I did manage to dig stuff up, but I was surprised at how little there was. Um, piercings have, has a lot to do with trends and there are four main areas, kind of like you were saying, there's like your areas of tattoos. Yeah. There are four main areas for piercings as well. One being status, obviously. Okay. Um, two being actual beauty. Just for actual, I think this the makes aesthetic. me look prettier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, initiation or like um, right, right of passage, you know, from a young child into you're a man now. We're going to pierce, you know, your butt. Got it. And then superstition, kind of what you're talking about. with, with Evil spirits. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Piercings don't really get into medicinal purposes lightly. I'll get, and get into that. Indian women actually thought that um, way back in the old times that if they pierced one of their nostrils, it would help with like menstrual pain and childbirth and all oh of that my stuff gosh. well you do see a um, lot of indian women with yeah their ear um, nose pierced mm -hmm. I didn't so know that. that's kind of a part of that kind huh. of thing but that's more like superstition because again we can't prove if it worked right. or not though i have heard that there's a certain ear piercing you can get i think it's your tragus that will help you with migraines have you heard that i have heard that yeah actually i think I i've read that. that it's back and forth on research if it really works or not but i feel like were. if you had really bad migraines you'd be like i may as well just give this a try I, it's not I would. gonna make it worse i absolutely would uh the other thing too about the um indian women with you said um menstrual cramps mm -hmm. and childbirth did you mm -hmm. say that mm -hmm. who is the first person to right try that and right stick it in their nose and say hey this helps yeah me feel less pain well that's it was Utsi. So back to our frozen man. Um, yeah, Utsi was was huge because he also had pierced ears. Um, he had marks in his. Now, no earrings were found in his ears, but they he were the pierced holes. and yeah. stretched to seven to eleven millimeters, which could have symbolized that he had gauges or actual like what? things in his ears. Yep. So they were big enough. Um, so gauges go way back. Oh yeah, gauges is probably pre-piercings. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. to start, um, again, same Man, thing with tattoos. That's so weird. Yeah, same thing with tattoos is that I could literally go through each tribe all over the yeah, world, so and it much. would just be like mm -hmm. you, we all know that the Aztecs, the Mayans, the African tribes, yeah. like people. Native American, like people were piercing themselves. Like it yeah. was just a way of expression. And it, like those four things that I mentioned, it was just like a good status. Um, it wasn't really used for beauty up until the Victorian era. And I'll get to that, oh. but definitely status initiation and superstition all the way. People were doing all kinds of crazy things with their bodies. And if you think about it, I mean, this wasn't a time when you had a lot of ways to differentiate yourself fashion wise, you know, I mean, you could, <laughs> yeah. you'd have like a more ornate jacket, but yeah, but they didn't care as much. I mean, most yeah. of early tribal stuff is, has to do with status. You know, you're not really throwing on something because you think it's pretty. You're throwing it on because it makes you it look says something to someone higher else. in the tribe. Mm -hmm. Right. And it, it, I talk about this a lot, but it's like Maslow's law of hierarchy. Like when you're worried about where your next food's going to come from, you're not so worried about if you're in fashion, right? If you're worried about how are we going to make this bread or, you know, the crops failed this year, what are we going to do? Like you're more worried about putting status on yourself so that you can be a more influential or get more meat hmm. or be, have more children. You're not as worried about your looks per se. Looks doesn't come into play until we're all really comfy. Um, so um, obviously all the ancient tribes had everything. Um, ancient Egyptians also pierced their ears, but funnily enough, they weren't as into it as other tribes. The Egyptians hmm. were more into like head ornaments, you know, all like the stuff yeah, in the scarves yeah. as we talked mm -hmm. about in a previous episode, because Nefertiti was found with a scarf. Um, <laughs> go listen to the dragons yeah. <laughs> and unicorns and, uh, uh, scarves and plaid. Yes. Um, but they, they actually did the hoops, like the gold hoop. Earrings, uh -huh. so which that I feel like is I associate real with. old, yeah, yeah. Um, with Egyptian culture. Mm -hmm. In King Tut's tomb, he wasn't wearing earrings, but they were in his little. You know how the Egyptians are buried with other treasures, their, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it was odd that he wasn't buried with them, but he did have them kind of around. Um, in the Minoan civilization, and this is all BCE. Um, hoop earrings were also um, on like the frescoes that they found, and if you don't know what a fresco is, it's like a painting on yeah. the wall. 
Um, Greece, same thing. They had um, in the islands, they had a lot of piercings as well. Minoan and Mycenaean, a Bronze Age, the Greeks were hoop. Yeah, I know, I can't pronounce it. Um, Persia, blah, blah, blah. And in the Bible, um, piercings are mentioned. There are a lot, there's actually, I think, five to 10 um, mentions of earrings in oh. the Bible. And this is going to blow your mind, but nose piercings, nose hoops were also mentioned in the Bible. In what context? Like people were doing um, them, they the, were noticing yep. them. The book of Genesis describes Abraham's son, Isaac, giving his future wife, Rebecca, a shanf, S-H-A-N-F, which directly translates to golden earring. It was actually, they figured it's a nose ring. It oh, translates to a nose ring. As a gift? Yes. As a, yep. to help with her painful uh, menstruation? <laughs> I think this one was gift. Um, it was just a fashion, that's what they did. Um, in Exodus, Aaron told the Israelites to bring him their sons and daughters' earrings and other jewelry so that he could make a golden idol for them to satisfy their demands for a god to worship while Moses was da da da. Oh. And that was just two examples. So it was it was beauty kind of getting into the yeah. Bible a little bit, but also status. It was, you know, I'm wearing these things because I am son of or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then him saying, like, bring your sons and daughters' earrings because huh. men. Um, another thing I haven't mentioned quite yet, but men wore earrings way before women did. Wow. I mean, way before. Um, and again, that, it's because it's status. Exactly. Beauty did not come beauty. into play mm -hmm. until later. I hate to tell you guys this, but women were, depending on what culture it was, women were around to make babies and yeah. help mend baskets and things. Like women weren't quite high in status in a lot of cultures until certain periods in time. So they weren't mm -hmm. the ones getting all the fancy stuff. They would as gifts, but they weren't the ones that were being adorned or pierced right. quite yet. Really, it was all the men. They were the ones being pierced. You know, I was like, I am chieftain. Da, da, da. Right. Sure. Um, I just had a revelation if I can. <laughs> yes. Don't lose absolutely. your train of thought. But I didn't even get into this too much. But there's um, um, I think that there's Bible verses that um, don't approve of tattoos and maybe mm. that's another reason why they became mm -hmm. taboo whereas it seems like it sounds like what you're about to get into is that piercings were never perceived in the same way because it sounds like they maybe even have a more positive connotation yeah. in the bible they do so um, perhaps that's a reason for the difference yeah piercings don't really all the weird piercings are the like people getting like their weird parts of their bodies pierced was was weird but regular yeah. ear earlobe piercing was super normal right um they're not as old as tattoos because let's think about that before people had tools and before they had precious metals. So mm -hmm. early tribes and things, they were piercing themselves with like, you'll see like um, earlobes with like bones or like teeth, yeah, fangs yeah. and mm -hmm. things like that. Those that were way sharp. more common. Yeah. yeah. Um, you would, you, you would like sharpen up the little bones or little sticks and things and that's sure. how they would pierce. Um, and then they would use, Ooh, um, that sounds painful. I know, but <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure they had ways of oh, you man. chew up this plant and you put it on and it makes you oh, numb or something man. like that, but they were doing it. People, get all kind of pierced but um so before they could act, actually had precious metals that's kind of where that came from but as soon as like we learned how to do metal working and precious metals and, and and finding gemstones and finding pretty things that's when we started to put things on ourselves to be pretty um so in biblical times they had gold and they were using gold as ornamentation on themselves um so the romans wore earrings for status um they loved pearls gemstones diamonds and get this Julius Caesar had nipple piercings. <laughs> Stop, Julius Caesar. What? <laughs> yes, he did. I don't feel like I've ever heard or seen I know, imagery that's of thing. that um, tidbit anywhere. Yeah, and I double, triple checked it across a couple other sources. Like I saw it mentioned in a line, an article, You're and like, I was like, no, no, no. no and so no. then I typed in Julius Caesar piercing, and people were like, <laughs> yeah, he's he had nipple piercing. Like for some reason, that's just not highlighted. Was he had that them considered status. He had them as status and for solidarity for his army. For some reason, they just kept saying like it was just because it was like a popular thing to do. Pain maybe wise? like I was gonna say I maybe to show that he's yeah. willing to you know he understands their pain yep. or something like that. Yeah. I couldn't tell you, um, but I saw that and I was like, that's odd. Um, okay. So then the next big one, so piercings kind of were, you know, status, um, initiation. So they never really had a phase where they were just looked down on weird ones. Yes, but not ears, nipples for some reason. And I'll, I'm going to come back to that again. I'm interested. Um, like nose septum piercings were super normal. Um, and I'll get into that. So another septum really was considered normal. Mm -hmm, I'll get, yeah. 
septum. Oh. Indian culture had a lot of septum piercings yeah, as well. I've, I've seen those in like on like old mm-hmm. men it's an easy in the thing community. You know, for, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like hanging out there. You know, things that I mean, are I like. Know. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> Um, The the next really influential person to have um, a piercing that's notable is William Shakespeare. (laughs) William Shakespeare? Yes. I didn't know any of these people had piercings. He had a gold hoop. There's a there's lots of in port- his nose. No, no, sorry, no. In his ear. <laughs> in his ear. He had a gold hoop in his ear. If only um, he also had a nose piercing. I know. That'd be great. I mean, old there were several 17th century portraits um, of of him. There's one I'll toss up. It's called the Chandos portrait um, after its owner. Um, and yeah, Shakespeare's got a gold hoop dangling from his earring. It was popular in those times. It was you were putting gold onto your body. It was uh-huh. it was a status. Like I am wealthy enough to be able to afford gold to put into my body. And I'm not gonna lose it by taking it out before yes. I shower. <laughs> like I do today. <laughs> That's how I lost my or mine I shower with, but I I don't I sleep on my stomach, so like I have my ear on my pillow. And so if yeah. the earring is sharp itself, I take it out and then I lose like I'm sure the other areas. Oh, I do that too. I'm sure there's a graveyard of them. earrings. Yeah, yeah. Under my so bed, there's probably a graveyard of lost earrings. But I just thought they probably get swept up and <laughs> yeah. then they're gone forever. Yeah, oh, um, but these people were keeping track of them. So yeah, it was all status. You had gold, and it was men really. Like the women were like, no, no, no. We're too I mean, busy. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was the 17th century. People were digging it. Um, so getting even oh yeah so the fashion may have been inspired by sailors again because sailors uh-huh. had three main reasons why they would wear jewelry i mean not jewelry um earrings number yeah. one was to cover a funeral cost if they died at sea so I, I saw several mentions That's of that so where they would logical. just wear the gold in their ear they and, got this asset that can be sold yeah. which, which i thought like wow what a way to like get mugged faster but i guess you <laughs> carry gold anyway so That's it's like um, second, it was um, to improve eyesight. It was like an old wives' tale that if you got earrings, it would help your eyes, which I don't know about that Okay, one, so that's a little bit of sure. medicinal slash superstition, because yep. that sounds totally... <laughs> yeah, who I made don't that know about that, because yeah. you have three piercings and you wear glasses, right? So. Oh, I have terrible <laughs> eyesight. No, I just mean like if someone thought that was a good idea, hey, let's try this out. I guess yeah. it was for medicinal purposes, even if it was definitely yeah. that. That strikes me as superstition. Um, I feel like you should get like five more piercings to test it out and see if you don't need to wear. Glasses I had a anymore. bunch. I mean, I had like a, I, I had like in your ears though. Yeah, I had I had a few different cartilage mm. ones. I already have. I mean, I told you, yeah. three on each side in my lobe. Mm. It just wasn't. I enough. don't think it's gonna work out. Yeah, my eyes <laughs> just kept getting worse. Well, we'll cross that one off the list of probable <laughs> possibility. And then the third one is once they qu- crossed the equator, they would get a piercing. Oh, like a status thing. Like, oh, oh I have finally I have done this or been this here. So that's cool. But those were um, don't have a substantial evidence. They're just sort of like these three things are most likely why sailors would get their ears. It's pierced, also interesting so. that I thought you were going to say something like they were seeing them in tribal cultures, similar to like what I was saying. I'm what sure would be the reason that sailors well, versus regular people who were working, why weren't like government officials getting a piercing <laughs> when they got a law passed? Like why is it specifically right. sailors? Um, government officials totally did, but I would say, <laughs> um, I mean, they did. You see a lot of portraits yeah. of, of men. There were a lot of 17th century Victorian men who just had like dang like dangling Whoa. gold jewelry i'm gonna go look them up yes it's <laughs> wild um uh, so i would say the difference between like tattooing and between this is because like you have to have the, the metal the precious metal so even if they did go see yeah. the tribes which had like maybe bones and stuff in their ears like they were like oh i'm it's not gonna too do out there. that but i am going to put I don't think my mom emeralds. would approve right so it was it was like how tattoos you could sort of do anywhere but like they were bringing gold so maybe they brought the gold to Uh. these these tribes so then the tribes weren't giving them bones like so maybe the practice would have been shared but not necessarily the the tools or the um, materials and like i said all kind of face stuff wasn't yet approved of Mm -hmm. necessarily um but it was really just the ear the ear piercing just to kind of show off that i have fancy diamonds to put and it was really men um huh Okay, here's my next really weird one. In the 1890s, in Paris, guess what they did? All the ladies. 
Is are we going to yep. nipple piercing? We're going now? back to nipple piercing. They loved it. What? They loved it. Um, and like I, they, <laughs> I, that is crazy to me. I want to know what type of stuff they were putting on there. Oh, they I will toss up a photo. They are bedazzled so trinkets, intrigued. not just like piercing. But they were putting yeah. like. To clarify, I, I don't have a nipple piercing. I, I would say that if I did, but I don't. I don't have one either. I'm fascinated I imagine by it's very it. painful. Yeah. Um, okay, so imagine like costume jewelry that you'd wear to like a. That's flapper. exactly what I'm picturing. They put it on their nipples. Yeah, they loved it. They thought oh, it was like. Yeah, yeah. Um, they just they they loved the secrecy of like the privacy. Like oh like yeah they loved well, it. Well, even just think about um like burlesque, you know, yes. and if someone is topless and they're dancing and they might put those little dangly <laughs> things <laughs> that. that that move when they move, yeah. you know. But you didn't specify these were like women at the Moulin Rouge, right? No, like these, th- are, like these are women, women who in are French society who just want to be a little risque, and you yep. don't know it. And they were like chuckling. And again, I double, triple oh checked this, where I was like, no. So that I typed it in a separate tab, and I was like, did Parisian women really get there? And they were like, yes. Now, okay. they, they specified that like it wasn't like every woman was doing it. It wasn't like every woman and her well, sister, no. but it was it was enough to be like this is a phase here. That is what women are doing it. I love um, that. Good for them. Yeah. Also, you. You prefaced this before we started recording with saying that yours would not be as interesting as tattooing. And oh, I think, really? Well, you kind of said, well, oh, there's yeah. not as much. There's I don't not really as much. Know. Yeah. But this is crazy. Yeah. I'm super People in, interested in this. Yeah. Um, and it's also t- noted that in Outlander, the TV show that's based mm-hmm. off of the popular book series, um, there's a mistress <laughs> of a French king who has nipple piercings and they show it because it's accurate for the time. Wow. They just well, there you go. It. They were going crazy. Um, okay, so now we're going to bring all of this to America because it's obvious that people were piercing themselves with jewels, with with these things to show high society. Why do we do it? Why do girls nowadays pierce their ears? Yeah. Why do babies get their ears pierced? Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Um, and when did it? Yeah. It, well, I guess you mentioned it because when it comes becomes more decorative. Yeah, it's it's, it's really decorative. So it, associated. Yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. when all the stuff came over to America, it kind of fell out of fashion with the guys, but the girls were still enjoying it. However, um, over the turn into the 1900s, women stopped enjoying the actual process of getting their ears pierced, and clip-ons became a huge deal. Oh yeah, they would just clip clip things onto their ears so the My roaring 20s yeah the roaring mm-hmm. 20s they absolutely they loved it they loved clipping on things to their ears um and weren't as enamored with the actual piercing itself yeah yeah um and then um around the same time there was a woman named sorry polaire polar p-o-l-a-i-r-e she's french her name is that's her stage name her real name is Emile Marie Bouchard. She's really famous, and you will know her if you kind of hear about her, but she's famous for having the 16-inch waist where she mm-hmm. corseted herself to the oh, point yeah. where she mm-hmm. was really, really small. Um, Toulouse-Lautrec was enamored with her. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like this famous singer sort of um, personality that was kind of all around Europe, and she came to America, and when she came to America to visit, she had a septum piercing, a nose piercing, okay. and everybody was like, oh, snap, I want that. So nose piercings kind of became really popular around in that like time. the early mm-hmm. 1900s, early 1900s, but to lose Latrex era. Yes. Yeah. But you have to note that this was among artists and maybe the more hippie yeah. types. This wasn't, among I would like, think of like people who follow the circus. Yes. That's still what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yes. Those types of people like look Toulouse wasn't exactly like high society. He was painting like nude women and stuff. Yeah. Well, same. If you think about those old images of people who are tattooed, heavily tattooed from that era, I feel like they definitely were just hanging out with the artists and Mm -hmm. the bohemians. And yes, it was really common Mm -hmm. among bohemians, but it still wasn't quite in high society. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, in the 1920s, that's when like the clip-ons were becoming fashionable. So it was this weird interweaving of the bohemians were doing the kind of odd stuff, but you know, as society works, like, those things kind of ripple outward. Like yeah. the weirdos might be quote unquote weirdos. Like, you know, that subsect people might be doing it, but eventually it does catch on. Um, so then yeah, piercings, yeah, kind of died down until the 1960s. Um, people probably the Great Depression, people just weren't adorning themselves with lots of um, jewelry, yeah, yeah. industrial. And then the, the wartime. Yeah. It just wasn't a priority. Right. You might have some like light, clip-ons but they really weren't big again until we had this resurgence of of wealth um, which would make sense as to why my grandmothers wouldn't have their ears pierced but my yeah. mo- my mother would mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly um so huh. weirdly enough in the 1960s guess who brought earrings back um 
gay men. Oh, yep. I was going to say Beatles. (laughs) I I mean, yeah. Um, So gay men actually started doing that thing where they had their right ear pierced if they were gay Uh, and left ear if you were straight, which I guess I don't know why. I always thought that was like an urban legend. I did too, but I looked it up and there is actual evidence of it happening. Yeah. Huh. Was I, it a way of like, I guess just letting identifying, people know? Yeah. Before it was like a huge kind of wave type deal. Yeah. But I too thought it was urban legend and I looked it up and it was actually a practice only the 1960s. Now this wasn't like, huh? I'm, I think it was an urban legend back in the 2000s when we were watching kind of TV shows, <laughs> yeah, probably but in so. the 60s now you can imagine um, I see. it was a subtle way of kind of bringing it back. And I then see. in the 1970s, the punk scene mm-hmm. happened mm-hmm. and the punk Scene. heavily associate piercings yes. with punk they went nuts yeah. they were getting all kind of stuff but with them brought back the shops brought back the the professionals brought the the piercing gun uh, um, yeah, all this yeah. sort of stuff and so that is when other women were like you know it's a little much but i might get my ear my earlobes pierced and sure. kind of bring that back into fashion well i think that even mm-hmm. for so my mom graduated high school in 75 so she would have been growing up in the 60s mm-hmm. and the early 70s but she got her ears pierced she pierced them herself with her friends yes. like with the using a little yep. back of a potato or an apple or something my mom did the same and thing I, I feel like there was a phase at which maybe the, you weren't punk right mm-hmm. but it was rite of passage yes so you think about now getting your ears pierced is like a thing that you just do as a girl mm-hmm. you know yeah that was my next thing and also in the 1970s Sorry. in the early 19 19- no no yeah. you're right you're totally right just, yeah. it became a rite of passage for women and that kind of stemmed i don't know why it just sort of did it was like the punk scene and maybe they were looking at old stuff and the, it yeah. was again the resurgence of wealth and your your well maybe your teenager is a little bit edgy mm-hmm. you know but not too edgy you're not getting a septum yeah. piercing but it but. was huge they called them ear piercing parties and all the women would get together and they would ah. you would use an ice cube to numb uh-huh. your earlobe and then you would put something behind it and then you would get a needle and you would just poke it don't they try to pierce her ears in grease Yes. And yep. she does it. <laughs> yeah. They noted that scene and she like screams because of the blood. Yep. Um, but my mom has that exact same story. She's like, yeah, when I was a kid, I had, um, that's how I got my ears pierced. I was like, friend's house what? And- yeah. Oof. So that was for beauty. And then by the 1980s, um, women everywhere were starting to pierce their ears. It was becoming more and more popular to have piercings. Um, and so you can of course. Go to the mall. Yeah. <laughs> got to Claire's and get yep. your ears pierced. Um, and then by the 1990s, they were starting to explore with other parts of the body. Mm-hmm. Most notably, Alicia Silverstone had her music video, which I didn't realize she had a, I mean, a music career. Yeah. Pre-clueless. Um, it was called Crying. And in the music video, she's getting her navel pierced. Oh, and then there Brit- a whole navel piercing yeah. phase. And then Britney Spears did her. Oh, and man. then it was just an Aguilera. Boom. Yeah. Everyone has their navel pierced. Yeah. That is when navel piercings Gross. became super popular. I never wanted my navel pierced. I mean, lots I feel of like people did. I don't have like, I think I would if I had the stomach for it. Like if I was Britney Spears, I absolutely would have my navel pierced. I mean, yeah, she's Britney Spears. Like she danced with a bow because she her on stage. But yeah, That's true. Um, so really piercing started off as ornamentation in your ears. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was more popular to have your nose before it was anything else. All the nose stuff. And again, like yeah. I skipped over like, I, but There's I couldn't possibly. More, yeah. I mean, it is like so tribal and so ritual and so um, right of passage E and people were putting holes in their bodies for all sorts of reasons yeah. and the gauging of well, the ears. Again, and- if we go back to the same thing with tattoos as well, if you didn't have paper... I mean, mm-hmm. this is like pre when paper was invented, guys. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, before that, this was a way of Expression. expressing yourself. Yeah. 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 But that's kind of how it took over. And I, I think we talked in earlier episodes about things being sticky, like some things stick mm-hmm. and some things don't. And mm-hmm. I don't I think, you know, anthropologists and people are what is the other word? Anthropologists is like study of people, right? Yeah. Early, so early sort of pre-human yeah. record. What's current people mm-hmm. if you study current people? Uh, like you're like a sociologist. A sociology. Maybe, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. sociologists, I think, yeah. um, you know, or try to predict like what things going to stick and what's not. And there's a lot of cool things. Like there's a lot of articles coming out right now, at least in the design world, where it's like predicting trends for 2018. Yeah. yeah. Like stock photography, like where is our stock photography going to go and where is this going to go? And you can predict it, but you just really can't tell what's going to stick and what's True. not. And I right. think um, piercings you know, the, the phases of like ears versus nose versus um, different types of ear piercings. Like those trends start with famous people. Like it starts starts with William Shakespeare. It starts with Otzi who, um, let's see who they, because of his, like his, 
um, because OG of his hipster. I know he was the OG um, tattoo pierce guy, but his like uh, clothing yeah. and his markings, like they thought he was a chieftain. They were like, yeah. he's probably an influential member of society. He also has this really fancy copper axe. And like and he was he probably died in the best place possible for yeah. us to study him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but he was an influential member. So him getting that stuff probably made everybody else get the stuff. Um, Very good point. Yeah. This is such a big point that comes across on all of our podcasts. It's like, you might think you're original, but you're really not like this. Everything old is new. again. Yeah. This mummy 5,000 years ago had cooler tattoos than you. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Sorry, he but he did all those little dashes and crosses. Yeah. But I, you should do things for you. You should do things for you. Not because trend, not because it's sure. like all my tattoos were, I think points in my life that were important yeah kind of yeah i i have one that was moment. <laughs> it's definitely my white girl tattoo <laughs> it's a dream catcher <laughs> i wasn't gonna call you out but oh uh, yes um but, but there it is what's interesting um that you were mentioning too about things being sticky is like when we mentioned in our plaid about plaid as well is what you know what why did why does that pattern have so much staying power but right it's the same type of Who thing. Who knows? Yeah. It's just what it's we really collectively cool. enjoy. But that that's piercings. It's super interesting. Um, super interesting how it never really gets negative. At, at one point in time, piercings were always in vogue at some point. Either, either the clip-ons, yeah. either the ears, either the, like, my grandma doesn't approve of my double. I used to have double ear pierced, but then other ones close up. But she doesn't yeah. approve of that. But if I came home with, like, my septum pierced, she would freak out. But in Indian culture or around the time when that famous singer... Polaire be very normal. came over it was like oh it's like super cool well and I think specifically if we're going to talk about it, it's interesting when you talk about it kind of falling out of fashion in the 30s and 40s and if you think about those people living in that era having kids and then they're the punk people in the mm-hmm. 70s it's almost like a specifically statement against their general you know their parents yeah, absolutely you know, sort of but it is not new right it is an old old thing even mm-hmm. if you think about like I I remember, um, so I definitely had that phase in the 2000s where you'd go to Hot Topic and you could get the little things to gauge your ears. Oh, did you gauge your ears? I did. <gasps> I gauged my ears to the point where you could Jessie. get the little thing where you could see through it, what? but not more than that. I didn't and know actually, about you. And actually, um, my holes now in my ears are a little bit saggy <gasps> because of that. So great decision, 16-year-old Jesse. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I'm like freaking out right now. So I had that. I had that, but you'd get them at like Hot Topic in the mall. And it's just like funny super because easy to it's, your but it felt so rebellious, but still pretty safe because you were oh literally getting it at the mall. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, but that's, but I think it, it's, they're clearly... I guess my point was, mm-hmm. so even like the people in the seventies who were starting all that stuff in the punk phase, they're looking back at really old things because mm-hmm. people have been gauging yeah. holes into their skin yes. f- again as self, as self-expression for a really long yeah. time. Like as the oldest mummy we, we found, yeah. like, yeah. And I think yeah. a huge point to make also is availability. Like it's, it's the availability of something. It's seeing something, um, you know, ear piercings themselves. They might go back in time, but it was with bones. It wasn't with. Yeah. Like they like cavemen weren't piercing their ears with like gold hoops. Like, come on. Oh um, man, that's so cool. I'm gonna look did. up um William Look up William, William Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Look up Julius Caesar. Gold. Um I think they just weren't mentioned because they were so commonplace. Like it was just like a super normal yeah, thing. Well, to I'm do. sure that I've seen a portrait of him and he had a piercing and I just didn't even think mm-hmm. about it because yeah. I but that's now that I'm paying attention, I'm gonna go back and look at it. Yeah, there's also that really famous portrait called Girl with the Earring. Or, no, it's called the, the girl. Earring. Well, the movie's called Girl the Pearl Earring, but I think the actual painting's called the girl or something like that. But she's oh. got this like giant earring on that her. That is true. Um, yeah, then Scott Johansson plays her in a film. I it wonder if it was very any good. Bo- it was a very boring <gasps> movie. I couldn't handle it, but I, maybe it just wasn't really? the right time in my life when I saw it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I don't even remember if it was well received critically. I just <laughs> thought it was. Boring. You didn't like it. Now I really want a piercing. I don't think I would be able to do it with my it's a large year, curly hair. But everyone, go yeah, it's just consider <laughs> a new tattoo or piercing. Unless you're like 16. I'm mean, Well, I mean, technically, if you're a minor, you have to get your parents' permission. Right. So, I mean, what was your earliest tattoo? Like, how old were you when you got your first tattoo? I was 18 when I got my okay, first I was, tattoo. I was 19. Yeah. I absolutely wanted it. Um, it was, a, it was, you know, because I'm my own adult and I can do whatever <laughs> I want to and yeah. I, I went, there weren't any tattoo parlors in the town where I lived. Um, <gasps> and so I was visiting, um, in Athens 
Georgia. Wow. And it was over a weekend. I was, it was like two months before I graduated high school and I got the national geographic logo. Oh. <laughs> Guys, you're learning all about me today. Um, That's and so I'm great. I'm a, you know, I love their reporting. I'm not so happy with who owns them nowadays, but they're an awesome organization. They've been around a long time and they care about the planet. That's so, so great. I have that on my body, arguably, you know, buying right into <laughs> capitalism and marketing schemes and branding, but that's very so effective. Funny. Right? It's tiny guys. It's real small. Yeah. But it's I got it's it. on your back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and my first was my wing, but, but I have a wing on my ankle. But before it was its current wing, it was like this artsy, like squiggly blue thing that people were like, is that a snail or is that a wing or is it like a leaf? So I got it covered, not covered up, but I got it And was that, if I can ask, was it just, was it interpreted? It just didn't come out as clear on the tattoo or was it well interpreted Um, or it was? I can toss it up on the site, like my before and after, but uh, it wasn't, I think I I designed it, quote unquote, because I'm a designer. So Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to design my little wing. That's what I mean. It just didn't turn out quite the way you imagined Uh, it on your skin. I loved it. I thought it looked very clearly like a wing, but Mm. I think some people just didn't have an artistic eye that's what I'll say (laughs) I remember like when I came home with it my mom looked straight at it and she was like "Eh, I don't like it I was like oh okay I guess I didn't get it for you but then like it I wouldn't say it faded because I did I do take care of it but later on I was like no I do think I want this to be bigger and more wing-esque so when I was 25 snap that was a long time ago I was 25 yeah here it is here's the before and after uh when I was 25 I got it redone that's right Mm mm-hmm well, I think it just, I think the original, so I'm going to describe this yeah. because so then you can all go look at the Olivia's tattoo. The original is definitely erring on the side of sim- simple. So I don't think it has the same definition that you mm-hmm. come to know from a tattoo where it's, mm-hmm. you know, the, like the, the touch up that they did is awesome where you can see like the shadow on the, yeah, it's great. Looks it's legit. Cool. Those, those little feathers are looking really good. Um, Thanks. Yeah, I'm sure wow. I'll, in the next 10 mm-hmm. years, I'll get it re- redone and go all the way up. No, that looks really like impressive. That. Um, yeah, and then my other two yeah. are just simple text. As a side note, I didn't get into this, but how tattoos work is actually something that is like electricity and that it falls into the category of magic. I don't understand Ooh, how it works. Oh, yeah. I mean, technically you can go look it up. It has to do with your cells, like fighting against the, yeah. what it thinks is an injury and then it get the ink gets stuck there and it, it has to do with that. But mm-hmm. I mean, that yes, you could also explain electricity to me and i'm just gonna say <laughs> magic i don't understand how so magic that's how origins are <laughs> it just light comes on when i flip the switch <laughs> and i don't know how it does it yeah yeah phone calls as well yeah how is that be, happening phones are that's crazy we should strange. do an origin of maybe not phones. telephones but that communication but anyway that Something was like that. um welcome yeah. to 2018 welcome, hope everybody's guys. doing great Maybe you've already gotten a tattoo to mark a Let us know. new phase of your <laughs> life. And we are excited about that. Okay. Go for it. Thanks, guys. Follow us online at theoriginsofpodcast.com or follow us on Instagram or Facebook at theoriginsofpodcast. This episode was produced in Atlanta, Georgia by Johnny Stubbs. You can support us on Patreon at visiting patreon.com slash theoriginsofpodcast.com.